Week 16 is here. You made it to your fantasy football playoffs. Congratulations. It was a tough one. Uh, welcome to the Waiver Wired podcast. I'm your host, Jen Piacenti, joined as always by my producer and pal, Eddie Spaghetti. We're going to have a fun episode today, a bit of a holiday uh, fest. Uh, we got a lot of news coming in hot and heavy. We're going to get to all of that. We're going to talk about waiver wire pickups. We're going to talk about playoff strategies. And we're going to vent and we're going to celebrate some of our victories as well. And the whole time, we're going to take questions from you. Now, we have some questions we got ahead of time. We'll get to all of those, including whether or not uh, I think there are aliens. Uh, that was a question submitted that will be answered today as well. And I will be answering your questions live. So if you're watching this right now, you can comment um, on the video or you can hop over to YouTube, our Extra Points channel on YouTube. And there you'll actually see your question pop up on the screen. And that's kind of fun. And we will get to it. We want to interact with you. Lots of fun. Eddie. How's your week going so far? I can't believe we're only a few days from Christmas. It feels like um, we're not going to get any kind of a rest, though. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be the most fun time of year. We go to we have our you know EP holiday party, Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. Ball. Um, then you know celebrating Christmas, so I fly home to New York City, and it's just like bang, 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 all bad news in a row. It's like having to watch my Giants first of all with their third string quarterback, brutal Jake Fromm, uh, not the answer. So that that the Giants search for quarterback continues. Then I come home, New York City, just everywhere, obviously testing positive with covid so i have to like stay in my room locked away to to make sure i stay safe for the holidays and then obviously with the nfl news it's just like every time you refresh twitter there's a new player on the list and uh the good news is that i did win my first round matchup in fantasy my, my main league uh as the, the lowest seed but then now coming into the play the first overall seed the highest scoring team in my league Godwin out obviously gets hurt, not a non-COVID related thing. Then Brandon Cooks, the news just dropped. I have uh, I have him in this league, and he was a guy that mid-round pick really carried the team. It's just like I, I tweeted this. I feel like if there's any honor in your league, the, if a team does not have COVID absences and one team does, they should just sit those guys. Like the, if you have two guys out with COVID, sit two spots, same position, and then just yeah, do no it way. out with honor. I want uh-uh. that. I want honor. No way. If I'm on the other side of that, I'm sitting anyway. I'm like, no way. I did my insurance policies. I built my bench out. I worked the waiver wire all week. Um, but I feel you. I'm actually in a league that's like mimics the high stake leagues. We can't make any moves. We haven't been able to make any moves since last week. None. Zero. I have no TJ Hawkinson. And there's a lot of money at stake in this league. I can do nothing. I have to roll Tyler uh, Conklin and it's just, it's a mess. So, um, but the only, the only consolation is everybody's going through it too, right? Like I can play Tyler Lockett and Scott Fishbowl last week and it stunk, still made it through. Thank God. Um, But you know, I had an opponent in another league that couldn't play Tyler Lockett and uh, luckily still made it through on that one too. But, um, but you know, it kind of all goes around, right? Like we all have a little bit of it. And, um, and so I kind of made a joke tweet yesterday. Like if you lose out in your playoff matches, you can like honestly chalk it up to like, Hey, it's COVID. It's bad luck. What, what are you going to do? Like you can't, the best teams are winning. Literally my, my colleague, Michael Fabiana, who we had on the show mm-hmm. tweeted a tweet yesterday, Travis Kelsey, who scored 44.1 points alone. Would have beaten a lineup this week of Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, and Rob Gronkowski by 2.1 points this week. 
That I mean, it's something. And yeah, you make a good yeah. point. Most, most teams you're, you're playing do have some sort of it, but um, yeah, it just stinks too, especially this time of year, the playoffs, obviously, but when a lot of players on the wire may have been already rostered, so there's not as much to really choose from, and now we're, you're kind of stuck. So, uh, you know, but conversely, on all those, le- so I, I happen to get very lucky, and I know that I'm, I know that the other shoe's going to drop, but I got through, I had three teams playing this week, I had three teams on a bye. All three of my teams made it through to week 16. So all six of my teams made it to week 16. So I know that the luck can't continue, but there's a part of me that's like, (laughs) freaking genius, man. Look at all these people out. Like I'm like taking down number one seats. Um, But you know, you can kind of look at it however you want. The most important thing is that you're still having fun. And uh, we plan to still have fun on this podcast. I know that like at the end of the season, sometimes it's like, I quit. Like I'm never playing fantasy football again. But we know you're going to go back to it next year. I mean, nobody really quits playing fantasy football, right? You just add another league, so your odds are better, so you have more chances of getting to the playoffs. I'm I'm with you totally. Hey, even if I get blown out in this uh, the second round matchup, I'm still going to be right back because I'm I'm so close. I'm like, oh well, you can use the built-in excuse. Well, well look, if my guys didn't yeah. get on the protocol list, or this guy didn't get injured, or they, it's like, oh, you're right there. So then it's it's always looking to next year. I totally. I mean, my high stakes league, I lost Derrick Henry and Robert Woods already, and now I'm going to be without possibly Brandon Cook. So actually, let's talk about that. Let's start with the COVID news. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID list keeps growing. We have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, big losses on the COVID list right now. Jared Goff, probably not a big loss, but if you're into super flex, you never know. And that could affect, of course, all of his playmakers. Amon Ross St. Brown, um, DeAndre Swift, who appears to be practicing. I don't know if we can really play him this week yet, guys. Let's, let's keep an eye on that. Um, who else? Austin Eckler just added to the COVID list. That one's been on and off, on and off. Apparently he has it. Um, right now, if you have the ability to pick up Justin Jackson, go and grab Justin Jackson. He was the guy that stepped in for Austin Eckler. And we already knew Austin Eckler was dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. Justin Jackson ended up with like 12 and a half PPR points last week. I have him stashed in a couple leagues and it's a really good matchup this week too. Um, so you definitely, it's, it's Houston, right? So you, you, you need to start Justin Jackson. If there's no Austin Eckler, maybe even Joshua Kelly in a deeper league, that is not a bad pickup. So I'm just trying to throw some ideas out there. Should you guys get hit with these? I hope you all have deep benches and I hope you all have some IR and be sure to use that smartly. Uh, the Jets team, basically all of it's on COVID again. I say all of it, not really. Zach Wilson appears to have escaped as well as, um, Jameson Crowder. So those two playmakers, but Michael Carter has it. Uh, We saw him barely get used last week. So I would say probably stay away from Michael Carter this week. Um, Austin, actually we mentioned Jalen Guyton and then Brandon cooks. This one kills me. This one kills me. I have Brandon cooks. I think on every, I have him on at least half of my playoff teams. And he was a monster last week. He saved me in a couple of weeks. He did almost 30 points. Yeah. And I said, I got him in whatever mid to late rounds. And he was right. the guy I was going to. And like, I personally in the league that I keep talking about is like my top, my wide receiver one, two, and three are no longer, I can't start him. I had Calvin Ridley gone. Uh, Chris Godwin hurt, trade away Odell Beckham before he was traded because he wasn't doing anything. So I was really relying on Brandon Cooks was essentially my wide receiver one because he was playing that well. 30 points last week almost. And, and now he's gone. That's if he's gone. I know the rules are still kind of uh, up in the air with because he is vaccinated and he could test negative before the game time, but not a good start uh, to week 16. 
Now to get to start to week 16, but good news is, as we've said already, there is still possibility that these players play. So they did update the rules in the NFL. If these players are vaccinated and if they can test negative in time, they can play. It does appear that most of these players have the Omicron variant and many of them are completely asymptomatic. Um, so it is possible that they could play this Sunday. Now, there are certain players we know about who definitely will not play, such as Cole Beasley, because as we know, he opted not to get the vaccine. That means he is absolutely out for Sunday. So now you have a Buffalo Bills team, one of the best offenses in the league, without Cole Beasley and potentially without Emmanuel Sanders. So one of your biggest priority pickups this week, if you're able, is Gabriel Davis. Go check right now. He's available in 81% of Yahoo leagues last I checked. The dude has four touchdowns in his past three games, including finding the end zone. He was the only receiver that did last time they faced the Patriots. So I have no qualms starting Gabriel Davis. He's the kind of wide receiver that can fill in for any guy, and he should be used as such because, you know, probably Belichick's probably going to try to take out Stephon Diggs, right? Uh, so I like it. I like Gabe Davis a lot. That's someone you can target Jalen Guyton being on the IR. You may want to even look at Josh Palmer again. Uh, good. I'm uh, not the IR, the Cobalist, I should say. Um, so these are just ideas, um, injuries. Let's just move over to injuries because COVID is, uh, you can't predict it. All you can do is hope and, and just keep backing up backing up those players. I, by the way, I have an entire waiver wire list over at si.com slash fantasy. Check it out. I posted a small video with excerpts, but it's very in-depth over at si.com. So check that out uh, if you're looking for players. Um, Chris Godwin, out for the season. Ha- heartbreaking. He was in, he was my Scott Fishbowl stud. He was just starting to really emerge as like the number one guy there. And I saw it happen, and I thought, when that hit happened, I just thought, oh, no. Oh. It, look, it looked bad, but then bad. I, I, we had, like, a, a glimmer of hope because they showed the camera zoomed in and walking on the sidelines. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe he's yeah. he's going to be okay. Like, he kind of walked it off. I'm like, oh, maybe just sometimes you see the NFL, like, guys' knees bend weird where it's like, oh, hyperextension, totally fine, just a minor strain. He'll be back next week. I was crossing my fingers, and they said it's a strain MCL. He'll be back for the playoffs, and they went right to the torn ACL. And it's like like you just said, Jen. I mean, he, he was awesome this this year. Uh, another guy I have in, on my team, and, and also to lose him in that game too, like losing yeah. to the saints, nine, nothing getting shut out, just a brutal. Right. And I think he, and he had like 10 points too. He was like kind of serviceable in that game. And he actually was, that. he was better than, he was better than Chase Claypool. He was better than Najee Harris in his limited appearance, uh, even getting knocked out. I mean, he, he was fantastic. It, it's heartbreaking. He's in a contract year too. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oh, I, I'd throw awesome. anything at him. He's awesome. I throw, he's I mean, amazing. if you're a team, go, go after you, him. You yeah. need to try to keep him. Um, but somebody else might go get him. Um, but let's talk about Tom Brady. So so in that game, not only did he lose Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans is now out with a hammy, and Leonard Fournette's out for a few weeks to the extent that the Bucks actually went and signed Le'Veon Bell. So that means Fournette is really injured. That's a problem. Um, now, Antonio Brown is back. I think that is good news. As far as, like, guessing who the next man up is, Brashad Perriman, Scotty Miller, I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Neither of them have really been used. Uh, Cameron Brait, maybe more used. Obviously, Gronk is somebody you want. 
But what's your concern level with Tom Brady? Like, unfortunately, I think a lot of teams that had Tom Brady who had carried them this far may have already been eliminated last week. But as far as using Tom Brady and the Bucks. How are you feeling about that for fantasy? I, I think his uh, smashing of the Microsoft Surface kind of sums it up. That you know you don't want to go into the playoff stretch, and they're finally going to you know be able to win their first uh, division crown, which they you know the Saints have kind of been owning the NFC South for quite a bit. Uh, losing your you know Evans banged up. I know you don't really trust the hamstring. Obviously, we talked about Godwin and Fournette, who and Fournette you know doesn't get the recognition maybe because of uh, the other big names on the team. He's really been as solid as they come and, and does uh, all things right for the the Buccaneers losing those guys and then trying to battle the the Packers for the number one seed in the NFC, looking at it from a, you know, a Super Bowl or a gambling perspective, it's kind of hard for me to, to back them as the NFC favorites anymore. I think it's clearly the Packers right now because they have arguably the best trio mm-hmm. uh, with Rodgers, Jones, and, and Devontae Adams. So it's a big look for Brady. And I, and I picked – right, exactly. Uh, and I did pick the, the, the Bucks on multiple shows on the network – that they, I'm like, why are you overthinking this? Brady's going to go right back there. They're just a well-coached team. The defense is awesome. They have tons of weapons on offense, and now they're really, really banged up. And like you said, you know, they're going to rely on how much can Gronk do? Do we trust Gronk to stay healthy? Not just through these few weeks right now. It's like through the playoff games. If they don't get the number one seed, they're going to be on the road a lot, and it's just it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. If Brady somehow pulls this one out, then like just we'll just stop the NFL. Like there's no point because he's the best, and there's no like, mean, we don't like, have to watch for, anything else. For fantasy purposes, isn't there some part of me that's like, uh oh, you just poked the bear mm-hmm. like Tom Brady is pissed sure. he did not expect to get completely shut down by a backup coach for New Orleans at home I mean that was a total stun job and now you're the Carolina Panthers are you terrified like is he gonna go off this week or is he really limited like is he really has he really got problems he doesn't have enough weapons I mean for God's sakes I mean Carolina is going to use Cam, but they also might employ Sam Darnold. By I the saw way, the rule said that. Yeah, you probably should put the brakes on that because uh, they're also going to try to work in Sam Darnold. So I don't think they're thinking about your fantasy teams. I, in college, you know, if you have a, a mid-level quarterback and teams do it all the time where you're running the two quarterbacks in the NFL, if you're putting in two quarterbacks in the game, to me, it's like if you're using two, you don't have one. Right. It kind of scares me a bit. And I, I am laughing about that, what you're saying about uh, TB12 coming out, firing on all cylinders. I could definitely see it happening. Like, or like, oh, they lost to the Saints. Like, we should really worried about them three guys down to injury. It's like, yeah, he throws for, you know, 400 yards, four right. touchdowns. The run game with Rojo is totally fine. Gronk looks healthy again. Like, you said, all the guys that have to fill in are just totally fine. AB probably coming back. He's be good and then we can kind of just you know shrug it off as well the saints have owned brady in 2020 and 2021 so it's just a team he can't beat you know in new england when he was still with the patriots they would pretty much always lose to the dolphins like in miami so it's like we could just chalk it up to like one of those things a team that he just struggles with and we move on they'll be fine but um i don't know i saw a fantasy purposes i'm with you i still think looking forward to the super bowl and betting uh i still think the packers are probably the cream of the crop now because those are just too many big injuries to 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 uh, sustain that uh, it's so funny. I feel like I heard you say Packers when you meant Cowboys, but you know, whatever. Um, no, I have a theory about the Cowboys. You want to hear it? Uh, uh, sure. Well, I, as a, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the loser in the NFC. So I have to, I, it's my punishment. I have to hear. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. No, you might like this. So everyone's like, what's up with the Cowboys offense, right? I mean, what is up with the Cowboys offense? For real, I'm like yelling at Dak on the regular. I'm yelling at my my, my TV like, Dak, what is wrong with you? What's going on? Like, I love you, man, but come on. Um, The defense has been keeping them in these games. Mm -hmm. By the way, not, not, you know, not to rub salt in anyone, but, you know, Trevon Diggs has more end zone interceptions than Kenny Galladay this year. Anyway, um, just had to. 
I think what's happened is Dak, <laughs> you ready for my, this is deep. Okay. This is my deep I'm excited. moment. Dak has lived a life of a lot of adversity, right? He's had a lot of things go wrong in his life. Um, and he's even talked about that and dealing, dealing with those demons and had to come. And I think the defense is too good. I'm not saying the defense should play any worse. Defense got to stay, but it's difficult for Dak. He doesn't know what to do when the universe opens its arms and says, look, Dak, we're giving you defense too. You can just have fun. He's really good when he's down, like, you know, like the Thanksgiving day game. Right. And he was like down and it was like, he's not going to do it. And we've seen him come back and he throws for 350 yards. He's hitting Michael Gallup and he's awesome and all that. But he, he's never in that position anymore because the defense is always right there about to grab a takeaway or give it back to him. And it's almost like he doesn't know what to do with it. He has to struggle in order to survive. So I want to talk to you, Dak, if you're listening. It's okay, man. Like the universe loves you. We love you. And you can just accept the gift and you can just still be you. It, it doesn't have to be hard for you anymore. It's just easy to be a successful cowboy. And we love you, man. Uh, you, you drive a Ferrari. You should drive a Ferrari. I think you should drive a Lambo. I think you deserve all those things. You've earned it. Uh, and you're a good person. And if you don't do it, I'm going to get really, really mad at you. And then you are going to be up against it. You do not want to, you do not want to tempt the wrath of Jen. So you got to get it together, Dak. And I don't know what we have to do, but the defense is not going to suck anymore. You just have to get better. And I think you have to be okay with having a good defense. It's okay. They're there to support you. And you're allowed to blow other teams out. I and mean, please blow other teams out, Dak. Please blow them out. Just do it. I, I was shocked that they did not destroy the Giants because I, I have been touting the the Cowboys for quite a while uh, this season. I thought when their offense is the best, I think it could be the best in the NFL. But obviously, they've had to deal with some injuries there, really? and, uh, kind of switching our running backs. And I think some of the times okay. where Dak hasn't been great is also kind of easily explainable. Like if he's losing Tyron Smith, like our, one of the best, you know, top three left tackle in the league, he's not going to be as good. And I, I actually agree with your point, too, about like things always being tough for him because I look at it in the sense of, uh, you know, the defense, not only are they great, but they take the ball away and teams sometimes play down their competition. Like as to why they didn't blow right. up the Giants. So it's like if, they, if there's a primetime game versus one of the, you know, the cream of the crop in the NFC, I think he'll rise to the occasion. But like if I was playing the Giants too, I'd be like, oh, they're just the Giants. They stink. They're second right. or third string quarterbacks. And what are we trying for? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Dak, I, I'm not, I would not be shocked if the, the Cowboys. I are, think he needs to be challenged. Yeah, he needs yeah. the challenge. You know what I'm saying? So like, and oddly, I feel more confident about them winning like the Super Bowl than I do about them beating like the football team this week. Because I feel like if you don't hold Dak's feet to the fire, he's just not going to be huge. And that's unfortunate for your fantasy teams. But uh, you're still starting Dak this week. Don't not start Dak this week. I'm sorry. We went off on a tangent, everybody. Uh, start your Cowboys versus Washington football team. Start your Cowboys. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't practice. So let's talk about Tyler Huntley. Dude, 35.9 fantasy points. If you picked him up to fill in for Lamar Jackson, good on you. And if he's still on the waiver, and he is in 96% of leagues, get him. Get him. 
because you can't get a better backup quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson may go, but you need depth. And I don't know. I would rather have, obviously he may not play, but I'd kind of rather have Tyler Huntley in the wings than like, uh, you know, Tua or Jimmy G, even though they're fine and they'll do fine for you. If you have the room, why not stash him? Um, Scott, good matchup versus the Bengals. I think you could do well. A lot at stake. So Tyler Huntley, Mar Jackson, concern level. Uh, you think he's going to play? Uh, I would say probably not just because of how great Huntley's looked. And, um, and and my take on him is, and I said this on a few of the shows to, to Dave and Sal and whatnot, but I mean, he was good in college at Utah. He's fun to watch. He's playing really, really good now and versus good teams in like high pressure scenarios. And it, it could be the product of the environment. Yeah. The Ravens are a good team, well-coached team, but like if you're a bunch of teams, in the NFL that need quarterbacks and there's a lot right now, I mean, is it really going to, if they're going to pay the Ravens, they're going to pay Lamar Jackson. Why wouldn't you throw, uh, maybe a, a player or a mid-round pick for him just to see like, hey, we'll bring, bring him on our roster because we want to use him if Lamar Jackson is the franchise of the future for them getting paid $30, $40 million a year. I, I think Huntley's awesome. And if you have another good game, I mean, the, the stock's only going to keep rising for him. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's the best backup QB in the NFL. Uh, so that's that's my take there. Um, other wa- waiver wire pickups this week, guys, just talking about building out depth. Um, obviously we talked about Rojo, uh, Craig Reynolds, I think is still worth a pickup. If you have the room, we don't really know if Deandre Swift is going to play Jamal Williams, I think will, but the matchup is so good. There's enough to go around, uh, for two running backs there, in my opinion. Um, we've got, uh, Jarrett Patterson is maybe a deep stash, especially if you have Antonio Gibson, a little bit of a toe issue. Amon Ross St. Brown, 35 targets across the past three games. The dude is bawling out and he's the key to their success. When they started using him as the centerpiece of their offense, they started winning. I mean, that's not like <laughs> a lot of winning, but still, um, I think it's good to look at now. You have to keep an eye on that because if it's no Jared Goff, and I'm not sure how excited you are going to be about Tim Boyle throwing in the ball, but there's that. Um, Russell Gage still available in half of leagues. I don't know why this is. Uh, it needs to stop. Uh, they're facing Detroit. <laughs> so again, a great matchup. Uh, and he is the guy. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling currently on the COVID list, but if he clears in time, uh, he's the guy that's been getting the most targets after Devonte Adams. I think he's worth a stash Colquette, uh for your tight end. If you need one again, could be without Waller, could be without Kelsey. James O'Shaughnessy, oddly enough, continues to be Jacksonville's best wide receiver. And as we know, the Jets can't defend the tight end, and now they're down half their team. So it's possible Jacksonville Jags could finally win one, uh, and O'Shaughnessy could be involved there. They're using him as a receiver uh, a lot. So uh, Gerald Everett, Foster Murrow, other guys we like. Um, Eddie, what else for your team? Like, Do we need to fix it up? Have you got backup plans? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much given up hope, but I do have some backup plans. Um, you know, like I said before, no potentially no Brandon Cooks, uh, Chris Godwin clearly out. So I picked up a, a few guys, Nico Collins. I picked up Josh Palmer. I picked up Zay Jones. Some people, some names I've seen thrown out there by you know uh, people to maybe pick up, maybe have some targets. I have AJ Dillon. I, I could flex him sure. to help that. Sure. Um, I have Kendrick Bourne. I have Sammy Watkins. I have Tyler Johnson. Too. Too in the on the book so I have a bunch yeah. of guys to fill in but man oh man going from a receiving core at the start of the year that had Calvin Ridley and Godwin and Hollywood Brown and Cordell Patterson and Brandon Cooks to now uh missing a number of those guys it's okay. just like what's oh. worse Calvin Ridley or DK Metcalf 
for me, I capped Ridley and I could have capped someone else. So I would say for Ridley hurts me more, but I think in terms of, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Metcalf, because he's still playing and that's, 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 what, what's, I mean, that's, that's what's really disappointing Metcalf about it. Every yeah. week you're like, well, you have to play him. I mean, this week there was no Tyler Lockett. Of course you're yeah. going to play DK Metcalf. Whereas at least with Calvin Ridley, you knew, but you didn't even have the option to play him. Sure. Right. No, I, it, it, I didn't. And uh, yeah, when, and playing with DK, especially like Russ, who, when he was, when Russ was healthy uh, or is healthy now, and he's every time he throws a deep ball, you're like, oh, this is going to DK. It's going to go to the house. And then it just never is. They don't connect anymore. It is very strange. So I, maybe you're right. It's maybe strange. DK is probably worse to lose. It's so strange. Um, so sorry for those of you who took uh, DK Metcalf. I didn't take him one place. Um, I just felt like I just had a feeling. Like sometimes you just had a feeling, but I have no reason for that. <laughs> like it made sense to take DK. It was just I just had a bad feeling about it. Um, maybe that's feminine intuition. Maybe that's like a spidey sense. Okay. Um, let's get to some questions. Eddie. So uh, if you're watching this right now, please chime in with questions, write them right there in, in yep. uh, Twitter, jump over to our YouTube page and write it there and you'll see your question pop up. We had some, a few submitted earlier. Um, I, I want to ask you first though, before we get started, Eddie, um, favorite Christmas musical artist, because I noticed that you guys put up this survey. Yeah for extra points. And, um, I was a little bothered. Um, actually I was not a little bothered. I was a lot bothered. Let, let me give you the options here, everybody. Here are our options. Number one, Mariah Carey. Number two, wham. Number three, Jose Feliciano. Mm -hmm. And number four, Alvin and the chipmunks. And I am proud to say that the public voted for Alvin and the chipmunks out of these four. Who, who made this survey? I have a feeling it is probably a team of Sal, Joel, Solomon, and maybe Scott Holmes uh, so were involved. Uh, they, they, they might have been involved. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think they wanted to get the, the a bunch of different angles there. Mm -hmm. I, my issue, and I have, the, I have kind of the same issue with you, too, is like, you know, no offense to Mariah or, you know, George Michael, whatever. But they're kind of like the one hit wonders for Christmas when I think best artists. I look for more of like a, a catalog. And I love Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen has two Christmas songs. Like, I want people with a big, Big, big you know vast catalog so like you got to go you know Bing Crosby say what you want about his personal Thank life you. has a ton of has a ton of songs Thank like you. Annie Williams like Bing the Crosby. classics but uh Josh Groban even I mean I mean the list goes on and if you don't even want to do that you could at least go not my favorite Barbara Streisand I mean mm -hmm. there's just so many more options than I mean I mean I get it like it's kind of a joke but like I really was like I worry about these people's Christmas lists and I, I feel like they might be losing brain cells and not feeling the real joy of the holiday season. And I feel like I want to create and gift to you all a great Christmas um, playlist because you know what? My, my Christmas playlist is that of probably an 80 year old man. I admit it. That's fine. My favorite song is probably the David Bowie, Bing Crosby, uh, Peace on Earth, uh, Drummer Boy mashup, which is awesome. Um, you know, I like John, John Lennon, you know, another, he has another good, uh, you know, good song. I will say this to, to, to kind of help out our EP crew who did the show as the, the producer of this one. And it's, it's releasing uh, on Friday and uh, we'll have a video breakout for it and such. There is a special treat during that conversation that we had. Uh, Cousin Sal sang Bono. So that look out for that. It's, oh, it's wow. pretty good. Yeah. So that, that kind of saves it. I'm glad I wasn't there. It would have made me probably feel embarrassed about my singing. Yeah, skills, he was good. He was, he's, he, he's a out. talented singer. He could do yeah. everything. 
Um, the other, the other survey, of course, and, and maybe I, I, you know, what's the most annoying Christmas tradition, elf on the shelf, secret Santa eggnog or sex in the city talk. Okay. Eggnog is fine, especially if it's, uh, you know, spiked. I'm all, all for that. Sex in the city. I don't care. Whatever. I don't really think that's Christmas. Secret Santa, definitely annoying as is White Elephant, because is there anything more awkward than like having to buy something for somebody that you don't really know? And like you have to do this when you really want to be thinking about the people you care about. But then in the end, you do kind of get a warm, fuzzy feeling because then you were thinking about somebody it did make you feel fine. Okay, great. White Elephant, weird. My parents used to love that when I was young. Always weird. Ended up with like a popcorn maker and a, you know, I don't know, fuzzy sweater and stuff you don't want. Great. But Elf on the Shelf is something I simply do not understand. It is the creepiest, weirdest thing. I am so glad my parents never did this to me. And I want to know when we started taking our moral compass from an elf. An elf. Men who don't know how to dress, who do everything Santa says, and and live in the North Pole where they have no, no awareness of what's going on. I think it's creepy. I think it's weird. I think what parents do with the elves is really weird. And and I I I really want to get rid of the elves. So that's my vote. I know you didn't. I, know. I didn't even know what like Elf on the Shelf was until like very recently. I never had that. I, like I have so many other. Tra- I can give you twenty traditions about Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. So many things that are wrong with it. The the white elf and stuff. I totally agree. Like setting the price limit. You got to find something. And then like gifts are just so hard today. Like a gift card was an easy cop out, but now people hate gift cards. So it's like, well then, I, what am I getting you? That's twenty dollars. That's useful in today's in twenty twenty one. Nothing costs twenty dollars. That's good. It's so. I mean, I think Christmas cards. Uh, the idea. Of like forced when I was a kid, like being forced to take a picture in an outfit and then like having to, I didn't send them, but I was like, what are, what are we doing? I, as an adult, like, you know, hand up, I'll never send a Christmas card to anyone. Like I'll send you an email. Like I, that's it. Like that's never but happening. I, but I will say that when I get a Christmas card, like someone actually mails me a Christmas card and I open, they went to all the trouble. I do feel very like excited and, and touched about it. My mom used to get those where people would literally hand write inside like the letter of like everything that had happened that year. And I remember my mom did it a few years and I felt stressed. Like, Oh God, I haven't done enough this year. I did the right. lead in the musical. Uh, I made straight A's, um, but I didn't really do anything like uh, rescue a puppy or like, I felt like I needed to fill out my resume for the, for the Christmas list. Um, yeah. Like what do people want from my Christmas card? I sat in my room most of the year. Cause we really couldn't do much like <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll then take there's a picture like the of myself. Kid you have the like, and then there's my son that, uh, Brush his teeth this morning. Yeah. Well, every card I get now is just the family dog on it because I think people just don't want to take pictures anymore. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to take pictures anymore. I, you're, I don't even put on makeup for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to get to your fantasy football questions. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Let's kick it off, Eddie. Uh, hit me with a few questions that came in already. And of course, if you're watching this live again, jump in here tell yes. me what your favorite christmas song is who's your favorite christmas artist who you hate and who you're really mad at this week for your fantasy football matchups or if you need good energy i'm really good at sending good energy vibes so if there's a player that you need good energy for drop it in the chat let's roll eddie yep and just to echo what jen said quickly extra points pod twitter uh facebook youtube and twitch go find us there you can comment live if you want to see the comment live uh all those social media channels will work but twitter but don't be afraid if you do it on twitter i'm seeing it live i will read it live but you won't see your comment but we'll start off here quarterback question uh and this is from edward nice name uh hey jen in a standard league would you start kyler murray or Taysom hill 
Uh, I would start Kyler Murray and I understand the hesitation, um, but Taysom Hill didn't do anything either. Um, he did nothing. So as far as Kyler Murray, you got to go with the better quarterback. Also, the game total is the highest of the week right now, 49 and a half. The game total for Kyler Murray's game is 38. So I always like, if I'm not sure, I always go to those game lines. I let the sports books help me figure that out. There's a lot more points to be shared in that Indianapolis Arizona game. And it's very tight spread, which says to me, there should be lead changes. And that says to me, we got to go with Kyler Murray. All right. Next one up here. Got to start one Javante Williams, AJ Dillon Edmonds, or Michael Carter is coming from Chris. So now we know that Michael Carter is uh, on the COVID list. So based on that, plus how little they used him, I'm staying away from Carter. I am going to go with, who was the first choice again? Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Okay. Javante Williams is the guy. Las Vegas is such a good matchup. They've surrendered the second most FanDuel points. I always like to talk on FanDuel, so you can also translate this to your DFS lineups. Video coming out Friday morning, by the way. Second most FanDuel points to opposing running backs across the past four weeks. Very good matchup for Javante Williams. All right, we got to do another running back pick them here. This is from Matt. Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, or Ronald Jones? I just don't see how you can trust Devin Singletary. Um and I get it. Actually, New England's a decent matchup, but it's Devin Singletary. Um, so the other options are Ronald Jones and who? Uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders actually is not in a great matchup. Uh, yeah, I guess the Giants, he could do it. Um, I'm going to go Miles Sanders, but Ronald Jones also a really strong start. All right, we got a live one coming in from Twitter awesome. uh, from our pal El Tiburon. Is Javante Williams, Ronald Jones, and uh, Cordero Patterson still good for running backs this week, or should I hit the awful waiver wire? No, those are absolutely great picks this week. I think Cordero bounces back really good matchup, so love those three starts. Okay, going back to the previously tweeted ones here. Uh, you've been uh, good afternoon. You've been on the money so often; it's hard not to ask for advice. Ayuk, OBJ, Gabriel Davis, or McLaurin. I need three and a full point PBR. I think OBJ explodes this week, and this has come from Peter. I think you're right. I think OBJ does explode this week. I feel that. Um, I think Ayuk will have an okay game, but I don't think it will be great. Believe it or not, Tennessee has been pretty good, uh, even versus the past the last few weeks. So to me, it's between McLaurin and Ayuk. And I'm going to say you got to start the guy that starts in the earlier game. I know that sounds crazy, but that's where we are with COVID. So I think you're probably sitting McLaurin. Um because of the order of things. Uh, looks like we have a live comment here from YouTube. We'll pop it up from you from, uh, from Albert. He needs to flex this week. Jamar Chase, Rojo, or Hollywood Brown in half PBR. Ooh, Baltimore. I would go, uh, God, can you believe that we're talking about sitting Jamar Chase? It is. I mean, he started the year off so great. And I read all these stats too. Like, even all if he caught his like drop passes, he would have like way beyond the number, number two receiver, like all crazy stuff. He was so good. And then like, we haven't heard from him in a few weeks. 
I can't believe we're doing this. I'm going to go chase. I know that it's really hard to do this. And luckily, all three of those are very good starts. I like them all. Uh, But Jamar Chase, the Baltimore secondary is completely beat up. They've been incredibly generous. I'm looking right now. The eighth most vandal points across the past uh, four weeks to opposing wide receivers. I think Chase and Burrow have to connect this week. He has the most upside here. I also like Ronald Jones, as I said, because Ronald Jones uh, is going to get a lot of work. But Carolina run defense maybe you know, only – they're not easy, okay? Uh, they're not bad. Uh, they're not good, but they're not easy. So I'm going to go Chase, and if you feel uncomfortable, I don't blame you. So follow your gut, and uh, you can go Ronald Jones or Hollett. All great, great options, but I'm going Chase. Yeah, another stat I saw too. Uh, he, the, he was the best uh, one-on-one receiver in the NFL, Jamar Chase too. But I, I think you're probably right with this pick. We have another question coming in now from uh, Twitter. Um, FF Grinder as a two-parter. Hey guys, running back question: uh, Justin Jackson, Sony Michelle, or Rashad Penny he has to sit one. I would say sit Rashad Penny if Eckler goes. And uh, part two of this struggling with sitting one of these three I mean, receivers. Right. Uh, One of these uh, three receivers in PPR, uh, Antonio Brown, Diggs, or Jamar Chase. So it's a sit one of those three, full PPR. You have to start Antonio Brown. Um, I hate sitting Diggs. It feels really weird, but I feel like Belichick is going to be all over Diggs. So I think I would sit Diggs. And that's, that's scary. I know. I don't blame you if you don't want to. All right, we're going back to our tweet questions. This one does involve uh, Eckler. It's a 14-team PPR league. If Eckler and Hill are out, I need one running back and one flex. I have Ramondre Stevenson, Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, also Antonio Brown, Singletary, and Justin Jackson are on waivers. Who do I prioritize out of the three? I don't have much fab left, thanks. This is from Hockey Dad. You definitely prioritize Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown should be, if he's available, uh, he's your number one waiver wire target without question. Uh, another Twitter live question coming uh, from Tiburon again. If AJ Brown plays, can you start him coming off the injury in the Niners pass rush that's on fire? I think it just depends on who else you have, because of course there is a concern that he's going to be limited. But let me tell you, they are not releasing any player props. I have been all over these books and I know they're not releasing the Tennessee player props. Uh, there's like one for Dante Foreman and one for Ryan Tannehill because they're all waiting on AJ Brown. And AJ Brown tweeted last week, that he misses football. I think AJ Brown comes back. He and Tannehill could have a really good day. So you're right. The San Francisco defense is very strong, especially the pass rush, but um, you're probably starting him. It just depends on who else you have as your options. Uh, I've got a question from George asking, uh, hello, Jen, half point PPR. Who do you like this week between Rojo and Rashad Penny? I like Rojo. Okay, next up, we have a question from John. Joe Mixon, Sony Michelle, uh, can I trust him to win the playoff uh, fantasy round? Okay, so Joe Mixon, you just need to make sure that he's fine. He had that ankle injury. Um, obviously, Samaj P. Ryan would be in line if he doesn't, um, but the matchup is good. Uh, and Sony Michelle, I think, has taken over the lead in that backfield. It was clear. You know, he had the opportunity and he was phenomenal last night. Now it was fairly easy versus Seattle, but it didn't look like Henderson was the guy. You know, he's still maybe dealing with a little bit of injury too. So 
I think we can trust Sony Michelle at least for the next week. Uh, right. Another another question with Rojo and Sony Michelle uh, from George. Rojo, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, or Terrell Henderson and Damian Harris. I guess he needs to pick the uh, the best of those. Okay, how many does he did, give us? Did, did not give. Let's just say uh, two. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Uh, so we've got Rojo, Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, Darrell Henderson, and Damian Harris. Okay. So I'm going to go Rojo and Sony Michelle. All right. And that's all of our fantasy football questions, but we have a, a few non-fantasy football questions. So I'll start with the first one here from uh, Wookie asking, uh, do you like movies about gladiators? Of course, especially the movie Gladiator. I was just going to say, besides Gladiator, like what am I missing? Other ones? Uh, I like the movie Troy. Eh, Is that considered like a gladiator? It's not really Gladiator, but it's kind of Gladiator. Like, and and I like this thing called NFL football, which is essentially like watching American Gladiators, right? So, yeah, of course I like Gladiator movies. Duh, who doesn't? Uh, We have a question from Michael who says, uh, "Merry Christmas!" And how did you get involved in fantasy football and baseball? Merry Christmas, Michael. Um, Well, I started out by playing fantasy baseball. And it's because when I was in New York City, I just remember I was watching a lot of baseball. I enjoyed it. I used to go uh, watch my dad's play softball. My dad and his brothers play softball when I was growing up. I used to go to the intramural tournaments and I used to go to baseball games with my dad. And I was watching it a lot in New York and people started talking about this like fantasy baseball thing. I think I saw a commercial on TV. I don't know. And at the time, like MLB had like these fantasy baseball games you could play. It wasn't for any money. And I thought to myself, as these are the thoughts that go through Jen's head, I can do that. I can, I can beat the guys and they'll be so surprised that a girl beats them. I'm going to sign up for a league. So I did. And I did. And I basically just got addicted to it. I just find it so much fun. Like if you're watching the games anyway, like why not play a game with a game? And then it kind of like goes on and on and then you can kind of make friends. And that's what happened is people found out that I played fantasy baseball. I would talk about it occasionally And one time I was doing a show in New York City and um, one of the board members for the arts organization sent me a note afterwards saying, you know, I really enjoyed your performance, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I I looked up your website and your social media. I noticed that you play fantasy baseball. Um, I'm a huge fantasy baseball player fan, but uh, I'm a Yankees fan. I don't know much about the NL. Could you ever help me with that? And I was like, sure. Um, so I did. And then he invited me to be in this high stakes league with him. But it's like, uh, we, I still fly to New York every spring and do this. We literally get a boardroom on Park Avenue. We have an auctioneer flown in, uh, tons of money in the pot. It's all hedge fund guys. It is so much flipping fun. Um, and through that, they had hired an auctioneer that was a tout and long story short, Jason Collette introduced me to all these people. And here I am today after meeting Rick Wolf, um, and of course I played fantasy football some on the side too. And then when the opportunity, uh, I just had some people contact me and say, Hey, would you ever be interested in um, making these videos for us? And that was like two, three years ago. And here we are. Pretty good. Uh, we have questions coming in live from YouTube from Bo McBrayer says, Hey, want to cook pizza with your dad, but here's the question portion. Still got to do our duet. How are you with Kelly Clarkson covers? Uh, I know she has a new album, right? For Christmas. Isn't another, another artist was not mentioned during the EP talk. I have not heard the new Kelly Clarkson um, album, but you know, she's a Burleson Texan girl, Texas girl, which is like very close to me. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's just like all in the Texas blood. Sure. I can do it. Sure. 
Uh, question coming in live from Twitter right now. Uh, El Terbron asking, are you ready for war if the 49ers and the Cowboys play in the playoffs? That's a good question. What is your what what team do you want to either take down in the playoffs or do you have a team you think it'll be an easy win for the Cowboys? That's a great question. I haven't even thought about that. Um, I don't think that um, any team will be easy for the Cowboys. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, I do think that competition is the best thing for the Cowboys. So maybe a team with a bigger offense might be more fun. So I think mm-hmm. then our offense might open up a little bit more and our defense might get a lot of uh, jollies off the takeaways. Uh, so, no, um, I do think that the Cowboys could beat uh, the 49ers. Uh, just I do. So no, I'm not afraid. Bring it. And here's our uh, our last written in question. This one may be a doozy. <laughs> this has come from Thunder Valley. Uh, do you believe that life exists outside of our planet? Have you ever had an encounter of the third, fourth, or fifth kind? I feel like you have, JP. Just a hunch. This is yes, something. And they send me all the correct fantasy football answers. Um, no, they don't. I wish. Um, I do. I do believe there is life outside the planet and uh, weird thing about me. I have also watched all the bubbles are interviews, uh, all the Travis Walton interviews. And if you know what I'm talking about, um, that's even scarier. Um, but here's a really cool thing. A few weeks ago, I was driving up on the five from orange County back up to LA mm-hmm. and I'm driving. I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat. My boyfriend was driving and I saw this craft. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I like, I swear this, ha- I literally, I couldn't believe something with a lavender light around it, go up and over like this. And I looked at it. I was like, what is that? Is it like a carnival? Like, what is it? And it went straight up. And then it turned on its side like this and it went whoop, as fast as could be. And I was like, and I was like, do you see that? And he was like, he didn't see it go up, but he saw it in the air and we tracked it zipping around like super fast and then disappeared. Um, so I think I saw a UFO. So maybe I did have an encounter, but I don't remember. I don't think I lost time or blacked out or anything. And so far I feel normal, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I I think just simply how big everything is and how selfish is it for us? Like us citizens, like, yeah, yeah. We're the only ones here. That's just like, it goes on for like, I mean, it's just ridiculous to think otherwise, but. I really uh, hope they're nice aliens if they're out there and they're not like creepy gray aliens like or reptilian aliens or whatever i think that they could be nice aliens like maybe they just like marvel at us and they think we're kind of funny like like how we would look at a monkey maybe they look at us like that and like oh they're kind of cute and they just drive by and check us out fingers crossed because uh yeah don't want any we don't need anything look we have too many players in nfl covid protocols i can't deal with anything else right now <laughs> oh do we have any more questions eddie are we I think we got we got all our Twitter questions, we got all our uh, comment questions, and we got all our written in ones. So I think we uh, answered all that. Was I think I I think we just broke a record right before the new year. (laughs) Well, here's my last pitch. You guys go over to extrapoints.com/arcade and play with us. You may notice every Sunday I tweet out a graphic with me and Eddie's floating head alongside Dame Shek's cousin Sal's, uh, Harry, the Megans. We, we're all doing our picks every week and we're keeping track and uh, you can pick along with us. And if you win any week, uh, we did have a winner this week who had 11. I had 10. I keep losing this by like one. I have like these really good weeks. I'm like, this is the week I get the golden hat. And then I don't, but it looks like um, Vidas Mariosis. Is yeah. he like the tennis player? It's that's uh kudos to you for getting that right in the first try. Uh well, he sounds a lot like the tennis player. Yeah. Um 
So uh, he, he, he's getting a golden hat. And then Justin Bethel got the prop quiz right with seven, right? Uh, I've got to start doing the prop quiz. I think I've only done it two or three times. I need to, to take that one more seriously because that's my jam. I can do the player props. Uh, so you guys go play with us. Also, we do have merch, guys. We have merch. Uh, if you love the Waiver Wire podcast, if you love extra points, if you just want to like give them as gifts to family and friends, uh, you want to wear them on your podcast because it's cool, uh, extrapoints.com slash, is it shop? Yeah, I believe it's uh, it's shop. And also, if you just go to nextpoints.com, right next to where it says shows, right next to where it says picks in between there is the shop. You click there, it brings you right to it. And like Jen said, you can get uh, merch from any of our shows. We had an awesome time at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. If you guys happen to be there, we hope you enjoyed it. Bit of an upset. Uh, we had a lot of fun watching it until Harry took off his shirt. <laughs> That and listening to him betting the over. I think I think uh, we're done. Harry and the overs is just is done. That was a bad, bad, bad job by us for listening to him. It's the holiday season, you guys, and we appreciate you spending this fantasy football season with us. We hope you enjoy a lot of time with your friends and family. Uh, best advice for this week. Do you have any best advice for fantasy football this week, Eddie, before we uh, wrap up? I do. Uh, this is my advice for people who are in uh, my shoes. What I'm going to do is set my lineup and then I'm not going to open the app and check it because mm-hmm. because there's too many players missing and, and the NFL has been crazy and I'm not shocked that by the time this uh, podcast ends, there's probably more news. So it's one of those things where set your lineup. Don't be one of those guys or, or girls who forgets to set it. And then it's a set and forget it thing because this is uh, it's crazy times here. But also good luck. I would say set it, forget it, and then open it Thursday night. Make sure that your players that are playing Thursday night, if, if there's anybody that's close, put your Thursday night players in. Mm-hmm. You don't want to end up like on with the Monday night game and like suddenly you're without like Taysom Hill and you didn't play, uh, I don't know, Ryan Tannehill on Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be that person. Don't put yourself in that disadvantage. So do that. And if anybody's close, like if you're debating between Brandon Ayuk and say, I don't know, Devonta Parker, Play Ayuk, right? He's in mm-hmm. that earlier game. Just give yourself that insurance if they're that close. There, then check in again Saturday. Same deal because you got Saturday games this week. That's Christmas Day. I'm so sorry, y'all. It's Christmas Day, but if you want to win, you probably got to check in. And then Sunday, just breathe out and breathe in because that's it. It is happy holiday time. And like I said, if you don't win your manuscript this week, it was a really tough. There are things you could not possibly predict. The best thing you can do is continue to buy yourself insurance policies. And if you make it through, you are a fantasy football freaking genius. And obviously you've been listening to Waiver Wired with Eddie Spaghetti every Wednesday. You guys have a fantastic, fantastic holiday. Eddie and I will be around. If you want to tweet us questions uh, at Edward L. Murphy or at Jen PHMT. We'll be here to get you back to help you through this. In the meantime, enjoy Christmas, enjoy your family, and enjoy the football.